Hi everybody and welcome. We're really glad you could join us. Uh, today we'll be talking about the updated Guide to Traffic Management. The new edition encompasses learnings from multiple Austro's research projects and reflects both current practice and emerging innovation. My name's Elena Gardner. I'm the Communications Manager at Austroads and I'll be moderating today's session. I acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we're broadcasting today. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I also acknowledge the Treaty of Waitangi and Maori as the original people of New Zealand. So a little bit about Austroads, we're the peak organisation of Australasian transport and traffic agencies. Our focus is to support our member organisations to deliver an improved road transport network. Austroads uses a program management approach to deliver its work and each program is focused on an operational area of the road system. The project we're discussing today was delivered under the network program, which is managed by Richard Del Place and we'll be hearing from Richard today. So a bit of housekeeping. Our presenters are going to speak for 40 minutes today and then we'll have a Q&A session that will run for 15 minutes. We do record all of our webinars and we'll email you once the recording is uploaded on our website. That usually takes a couple of days. We also distribute our webinars via podcast and you can subscribe to our channel by searching for Austroads in your podcast app. You'll also find today's slides in the handout section of your sidebar. If you run into any technical problems, please let me know in the question section of your sidebar. But just a quick tip, if your picture freezes, or you lose sound, that's most likely an issue with your connection. And it's best to first check, um, just to turn off your, um, your session and rejoin via the email link in your um, email. So please do send us any questions that you have for the Q&A session. You can send them at any time during the presentation. Um, simply type your question into the question box and um, we'll deal with it in the Q&A session. It really helps us if uh, you can include the slide number that your question relates to. That just gives context to your question for the presenters. And just a reminder that you can download the presentation slides from the sidebar uh, if you need to go back and work out what that um, slide number was. And you'll find the slide number in the bottom right-hand side of the presentation. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce our presenters today. Richard Del Place and David Green. Richard leads the definition and delivery of the Austroads Network Program. Today, he will introduce the Guide to Traffic Management and detail some of the current projects that will influence the guide's content in the future. Richard has 17 years experience in senior technical ro roles in the public sector, major consultancy companies and the construction industry, covering emerging technology, traffic engineering, road network and public transport operations. David Green will then take us through the changes of the guide. David is a senior technology leader with the Australian Road Research Board and their future transport technology team. He's worked in the public, private and research sectors and has more than 15 years experience in traffic and transport. So welcome to you both. And I'm going to hand over now to Richard. Great, thank you, Elena. Here we go. Can you confirm, Elena, you can see my screen? I can. Thanks, Richard. 
Great. Thank you very much, Elena. Just uh, before I start, just uh, noticed, uh, Elena, uh, a bit of a, a mistake on slide number eight with my email address. Uh, everybody can contact me on richard.delplace at osroads.com.au and we'll make sure to update the, the, the slide deck uh, uh, going forward. Um, so as most of our audience would know, the Osroads Guide to Traffic Management currently contains 13 parts, which David will go through shortly to highlight changes made in the fourth edition that we have just released. The AGTM, as we call it, is in the top three Osroads guides in terms of its use and reference by practitioners in road transport agencies and the broader industry, with approximately two and a half thousand downloads on a monthly basis. And you can all download the 13 parts uh, of the guide on our website um, using the information provided here um, on, on, on this slide. Uh, and all the Osroads guides, including the AGTM, are available for free to all practitioners uh, as all our guidance and all our research documents. Our objective with uh, the, the Osroads Guide to Traffic Management is to continue positioning the guide as the core reference in road transport network operations guidance for Australia and New Zealand. And we do that through several discipline streams uh, and by harmonizing the practice across Australia and New Zealand, aiming to minimize duplicate guidance at the jurisdictional level, we continuously review the current practice and facilitate discussions between jurisdictions to define what best practice is. We try and develop practical tools uh, where, where possible to support practitioners in their use of the AGTM guidance. And we continuously try and make the guide more accessible to the practitioners. As some of you would know, um, the first three parts, at least, of uh, the guide are already available completely online. And there is work uh, undergo to um, make all content of all guides uh, going forward fully available on, on our website. The fourth edition is bringing together multiple updates from research projects recently undertaken, but no structural changes have been made which means that the users, the practitioners, will still find the information where they are used to find it. And on that, uh, I will now hand over to David to run us through the changes made in this new version of the guide in a bit more detail. Uh, great, yeah. Thank you, Richard, and um, hello, everyone. And um, yeah, so today we're just talking about, I guess, some of the detail or some of the changes that we've made to the Guide to Traffic Management as part of a, um, project that we did for, for Osroads. But before I kind of get into that nitty gritty, I'll just provide a bit of our project background and, and information. Yeah, so essentially, as with all Osroads projects, there's normally a bit of a, a project team uh, that, that worked on it. So in terms of our project, we had the Osroads project manager, uh, Richard Del Place, uh, myself as the project leader, and then we had um, project uh, contributions by Kenneth Lewis, uh, Dr. Naraj Saxena, Dr. Clarissa Hahn, and Dr. Ian Esparta, as well as uh, David Nash. So we thank them all uh, for their contributions uh, to this project. And then as part of the, I guess, review process, uh, there's the Osroads Working Group, 
um, and they provide, I guess, ongoing uh, feedback and comments uh, throughout the project um, and make sure that it's uh, going in the, in the right direction. Then ultimately that gets endorsed uh, Australia's Network Task Force and then finally endorsed for, for publication uh, by the board. And we thank them all for their contributions. Uh, just a little bit about the uh, the project uh, reference group uh, that worked on this project. As you can see on this slide here, there we got representation from across all the uh, road agencies, road and transport agencies, and departments across Australia and New Zealand. And um, yeah, we thank them all for their contributions. A little bit about, I guess, introduction. Um, and the purpose of this webinar. So essentially, uh, this webinar will provide um, an overview of the recent changes made to the Guide to Traffic Management as a result of having completed Australia's project NTM 6100. So this includes a, an overview of the changes made to the titles of the individual uh, Guide to Traffic Management parts, uh, modifications of chapter one of each part of the Guide to Traffic Management uh, to a standardized structure, and some of the proposed edits based on a review of five uh, previously undertaken Australia's project. Um, in addition, uh, this webinar will present a high-level overview of edits made to the Guide to Traffic Management parts as a result of um, a Australia's project NTM 6118, updating Australia's pedestrian planning and design guidance in line with international uh, good practice. So there was um, some updates as a result of that project uh, made to the Guide to Traffic Management as well. And we'll just present a bit of a, an overview of that. So essentially this webinar, we believe will be of interest to anyone who utilizes the Australia's Guide to Traffic Management and who may be interested in a bit about, uh, just interested in what changes have been made uh, to the Guide to Traffic Management, because you may have seen that uh, they have been re-released as 2020 versions. So this webinar will highlight that while there are numerous changes made to the Guide to Traffic Management, most of them are, I guess, minor in, in some, some sense, uh, but necessary in order to provide some clarification. So these changes are made to assist users to better understand the scope of the Guide to Traffic Management and its parts, assist users to find and utilise guidance, and better reflect the transport objectives of Austroads and its members by being more focused on transport outcomes of all road users. We feel that, I guess, for experienced users of the guide, they shouldn't be, I guess, daunted by the fact that there's a whole new additions across all 13 parts, because uh, largely the, I guess, the actual guidance uh, largely stays the same. And while what has been changed is, is some of those high level um, things that we, talked about earlier. And hopefully we'll find that new users should be able to find the guide easy to navigate and should be able to obtain better clarity as to the scope of the guide to traffic management and its individual parts, and therefore hopefully find guidance they are seeking um, somewhat easier. Now we'll talk about some of the, I guess, key changes uh, to the guide to traffic management. So essentially, we did a review of the titles of the Guide to Traffic Management parts against their scope, and we found that in most cases, they do not actually reflect the scope of the Guide to Traffic Management part, and therefore may result in some confusion. So as a result of this, um, alternative titles were developed that more accurately reflect the scope of the Guide to Traffic Management part. In most instances, this was, a, I guess, a minor change, uh, e.g. a word change or, or an addition of a word in the title. 
and the aim was to still have a short title that reflects the scope of the part. It is noticed that noted that uh, there was a focus to use transport rather than traffic, and this is essentially because transport is considered a broader term covering all road users as opposed to traffic, which traditionally has been more closely aligned with vehicle traffic. <clears throat> and so when we had these, um, came up with four options for the title changes were developed. And so these were presented to stakeholders across uh, three workshops, discussed and refined. And so what emerged was the preferred revised uh, title. So while these changes may seem subtle, they are very important in terms of defining the scope of the, the guide to traffic management part. And there was a fair bit of work that kind of went into uh, determining what those appropriate titles would be. Uh, so these have now been adopted and we'll kind of go through some of them or go through all of them uh, in the next few slides. And in addition to uh, the title change, the front cover has been changed as well. So you would have seen if you have managed to have, have a look at the 2020 versions that they, they do look uh, different. <clears throat> So essentially part one, uh, introduction to the traffic management. We changed that to introduction to the guide to traffic management. So this is because this part is an introduction to the guide to traffic management and not an introduction to traffic management uh, first. So, uh, number two, uh, part two, so that was called traffic theory. So that was changed to traffic theory concepts as it does not discuss traffic uh, theory in detail. This is because traffic theory is is quite complex, um, but what it does do is discusses the concepts of, of traffic theory. Uh, part three, uh, traffic studies and analysis was changed to transport study and analysis methods. And this is because transport is a broader term than traffic alone, which is often linked to, to vehicle traffic. And then the other aspect is that it discusses uh, the, the, the uh, methods used. Uh, so that, that little, uh, subtlety provides a, a bit more clarification as to what the part, um, what the scope of the part is. Uh, part four, which was network management, was changed to network management strategies as it discusses the strategies used in network management. Uh, part five, road management, was changed to link management um, as road management was too broad when really part five is focused on discussing the management of the road between the intersections, so i.e. the links. And this is opposed, this is uh, I guess separate to part six, which is intersections. And so that kind of is a good uh, segue into part six, which was called intersections, interchanges and crossings. And so we changed that to intersections, interchanges and crossings management. So it's the management of those, um, those features of the road. And this is, <clears throat> as a yeah, so this is as opposed to, I guess, the links, which was part five. So part five and part six are obviously closely, closely related. Uh, part seven was traffic management in activity centres. So we changed that to activity centre uh, transport management. So again, the use of transport was used as its broader term than traffic alone, which is often linked uh, to, to vehicle traffic. Uh, part eight uh, was called local area traffic management. And so we changed that to local street management. But this is because the guidance in part eight specifically relates to local streets rather than the local area management. And, and this is opposed to, I guess, arterial road management, which could be within uh, the local area. So we're really trying to, I guess, provide some clear clarification as to what is the scope of each of these parts uh, through uh, the actual title. 
Uh, part nine uh, was, was called Traffic Operations and that was changed to Transport Control Systems, Strategies and Operations. So part nine and 10, I guess, both deal with transport control. Uh, so we wanted to just kind of uh, link that to provide some separation. So part nine uh, specifically deals with systems used, in particular the strategies and operations of the system. And so hence the name change. And then if we look at part 10, uh, which was called traffic control and communication devices, we changed that to transport control types of devices. So unlike part nine, part 10 deals with the types of devices, i.e. or e.g. the signs and the line marking, uh, but not necessarily uh, the systems. Part 11 uh, was called parking, and so we changed that to parking management techniques, as it discusses the parking management techniques rather than uh, parking in general. Uh, number part 12 was called traffic impacts of developments. So that was changed to integrated transport assessments for developments. And this is because the focus of part 12 is to discuss how to assess the impact of a development has on the transport system. This is opposed to the actual impacts, given it does not currently specify traffic generation rates for developments. However, it is noted that Osroads is currently undertaking the trip generation rates for Australia and New Zealand NTM 6195 project, uh, which is investigating this. So um, you might see that um, being updated in the future as a result of uh, that project. Uh, part 13, uh, road environment safety. So that was changed to safe system approach to transport management. And this is because it provides an overview of the safe system approach to uh, transport management rather than discussing road environment safety, which is addressed by the guide to road safety. So that's essentially uh, the 13 parts. And so hopefully you see that the title changes, while they're not, um, they're only kind of, kind of minor, I guess, in terms of the, the wording, they are significant. Um, and hopefully they will provide some good clarification uh, for users to help them uh, navigate through uh, the guide to traffic management. Um, just a reminder, if you've got any questions on that, uh, please submit them and we'll attempt to answer them at the, at the end of this webinar. <clears throat> so I guess following a review of the guide to traffic management, uh, there were some key issues with respect to the guide to traffic management. And so that includes the aim of the guide should be better specified and the guide scope including boundaries should be clearly stated so that users of the guide can understand what the content is to cover. So as a result, it was felt that chapter one of each part of the guide to traffic management needed to be rewritten. And so the chapter one of each part of the, uh, of the guide was written to ensure that the, the theme of the transport rather than traffic is embraced in the introductions. Uh, that chapter one accurately reflects the scope of the part, but also accurately reflects what is out of scope. Uh, that the first sentence of the introduction captures the intent of the guide part as indicated in the revised titles. And that chapter one follows a consistent structure across each GTM part to ensure that users know where to find the information they need to determine if the GTM part is what thereafter. So hopefully here yeah, with that it's easier for people to to find what they need quickly and whether and to confirm whether that part is what they um, is the part that they're after for their particular query. So as a result uh, the chapter one of each part was rewritten and restructured so that chapter one of each part comprised of uh, the following structure as written on the slide so the purpose, 
intended user, how to use, scope, out of scope, and then a revised table 1.1, which provides an overview of each part of the GTM. So that provides a nice little reference table that uh, users can refer to if they feel that there might be another part of the GTM that they might uh, that might be more applicable to their particular query. <clears throat> so in addition, uh, for some GTM parts, some of the existing content within the old chapter one did not fit into this uh, new structure. And so where this was the case, this content was relocated to a new section within the part, often just after the introduction or in some cases moved to an existing chapter. And the changes proposed, like all these changes uh, that we'll go through today, we're all discussed at workshops uh, with a finalised recommend changes adopted. So um, there was a fair, fair bit of work, I guess, involved in, in these changes. And so the other aspect that we looked at uh, was that we, we did a review, um, was undertaken of outputs from five recent Osros projects. So this uh, influenced some of the changes made to the guide to traffic management as well. So I'll talk through some of them. So the five projects that we looked into uh, was road transport management framework and principles, uh, prioritising on-road public transport, current practices and developments in concept of operations across road agencies in Australia and New Zealand, techniques for incident management to support network operation planning and congestion and reliability review and, and the Australia's numbers uh, for each of those projects are, are listed on the on the slide. So as a result of the review, uh, several uh, specific edits to the GTM were recommended and this spanned across multiple parts. Uh, the changes were discussed again at workshops with the finalised recommend, recommended changes adopted and I'll go, I'll provide a bit of an overview of some of those changes in the, in the next few slides. So a review of the road transport management framework and principles uh, project uh, resulted in a change to GTM4. So this change was really just a quite a small subtle clarification change that included adding uh, the words cyclists and unvulnerable road users in one of the bullet points introducing the movement in place framework in section 2.1. So the reason for this was uh, that the focus was needed on prioritising the use of places by cyclists and other vulnerable road users in addition to, to pedestrians. Uh, a review of prioritising on-road public transport uh, resulted in a few changes to the GTM. Uh, this included significant changes were made to GTM part five. Uh, so the main one being the inclusion of examples of on-road public transport priority treatments, including a description of the treatment in addition to implementation consideration. So that was the main change, uh, but there were also we changes made to GTM parts four, nine and 10. Uh, so parts four included provision of detailed guidance on the need for corridor wide priority approaches and the need for performance monitoring and evaluation. Uh, part nine included provision of expanded guidance on traffic signal priority measures for bus and light rail. Uh, changes to part 10 included the provision of a figure and guidance outlining line marking used for, for tram priority. Um, techniques for incident management to support network operation planning. Uh, so that project resulted in a few changes to the GTM. And so this included um, some various miscellaneous changes to both uh, GTM part four and part nine. So with respect to part four, uh, we included reference to 
techniques for incident management as an example of network operation objectives. And the reason being that the aim of restoring normal traffic quickly and safely during a traffic incident should be one of the primary network operation objectives for, for major routes. And then in terms of uh, part nine, we included clarification on the wording in GTM9 so that it captures key findings from the project and is incorporated into the guidance on incident uh, detection. Um, there was a review of two of the Osroads projects of those five, uh, resulted in no changes to the GTM parts. And so they were the current practices and developments in concept of operations across road agencies in Australia and New Zealand, and then congestion and reliability review projects. So those two projects didn't result in any changes, but as part of the, the scope of the work, uh, we'll ask to, to review what impact uh, they might have. In addition uh, to those projects, because um, we're updating um, the guide to traffic management, uh, we also um, added reference to uh, the traffic simulation model TRA, which stands for Traffic on Rural Roads into GTM Part 3. And so this was as a result of the Passing Lanes Safety and Performance uh, Project. And so GTM Part 3 now provides a brief overview of TRA as a tool used to analyse uh, two, two lane, two way rural roads. A bit of a quick um, overview of TRA for those that aren't aware. So it's essentially a, a time step model in which the movement of each vehicle during each interval, e.g. one second, is determined by a combination of factors that includes the vehicle and driver characteristics, uh, the road geometry, site distance, speed limit, and the proximity of other vehicles. So the trial micro simulation model software is able to analyze two lane, two way roads and therefore model the impact of passing lanes. So it was felt that it was important to incorporate that into uh, GTM part three as, as in, in conjunction with uh, the other changes that we're making to the guide to traffic management. Uh, an additional change that we also made uh, was the Australian, making reference uh, to the Australian Transport and Assessment and Planning Guidelines, so, or ATAP. And so these are essentially provide a comprehensive framework for planning, assessing and developing transport systems and related initiatives, i.e. the projects. Uh, they outline best practice for transport planning and assessment in Australia. So. While the role of the GTM is to provide advice on implementation of traffic management practice, as opposed to guidance relating to planning, assessing and developing transport systems and related initiatives, the topics are closely related and therefore we felt that it was important for the GTM to refer to the ATAP guidelines. So as such, we added content to GTM part one, uh, referring to, to them. And so now this provides the strategic context of traffic management by linking the GTM to transport and planning uh, through linking it to the ATAP guidelines and encouraging GTM users to be aware of, their, of, of the existence of them. Again, uh, just a reminder, um, if you've got any questions up until now, please um, yeah, feel free to um, submit them and we'll try to address them uh, later on. So there's also Osroads project, um, Osroads undertook a project NTM 6118 titled Updating Osroads Pedestrian Planning and Design Guidance in Line with International Best Practice. And since this was uh, um, undertaken by APLI 
and resulted, Apley is a consultant based in, in New Zealand, um, and they resulted in new and modified uh, GTM content. So they're doing a, um, some up and coming webinars uh, that provides a bit of a, an overview of, of that project. But essentially while we're updating the, the GTM um, guide to traffic management, it was felt that we should also get uh, updates done uh, from, from that project incorporated in there at the, at the same time. So this resulted in um, six parts of the, of the GTM uh, being, being updated in addition to the other updates that we discussed earlier. So the changes were incorporated into the guide to traffic management by Apley. Um, however, an overview of the update is provided here. And so the six GTM parts that, that had content up, added or modified included parts uh, three, four, five, six, seven, and, and eight, as shown on your, your slide. So, so in addition uh, to the changes to the GTM, changes will also be made to the guide to the road to design in, in due course. And the changes, some, an overview of these changes um, were under, or the, the changes were undertaken across eight themes and we'll just provide a bit of an overview in the, in the next uh, slide here. So essentially the eight research uh, themes that were explored as part of NTM 6118, uh, which led to modifications of the content in the GTM, include uh, one, introducing walkability and network accessibility as key transport planning tools, updating pedestrian guidance and how to address their needs, encourage priority for, for pedestrians, uh, reflecting best practice uh, design, better recognise uh, walking as a travel mode and the footpath as part of uh, road cross-section, embedding characteristics of a walkable network, uh, reinforce uh, safety and personal security outcomes uh, for, for pedestrians, and then addressing uh, terminology issues. And so there are two um, upcoming webinars uh, that will go into more detail about the planning for pedestrians and measuring pedestrian activity. Um, and these topics will be covered in, in each of the webinar uh, shown on the slide. So that'll be run by Apley. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, the updates uh, to the guide to traffic management as a result of those two projects, um, or as a result of the project, um, were, were, done, were, were done by Apley as part of um, the, the GTM. Um, as part of the changes to the GTM. And so in my conclusion, uh, before I just hand over to, to Richard, is that all 13 parts of, of the GTM have had their titles changed and then chapter one updated. Um, beyond the title changes and modifications to chapter one, there've been various uh, miscellaneous changes to the GTM um, parts, so namely, uh, part one, three, four, five, nine, and 10. And this was, was as a result of previous Austroads research undertaken uh, with the changes made in response to that research. And then there's also been some various uh, parts of the GTM um, have, have been updated to include some pedestrian planning and, designing gu and design guidance. And so these um, included amendments to GTM's part, uh, part three to eight. Now I'll provide a bit of a, um, I'll hand over to, to Richard and he'll kind of provide a, bit, a few closing statements around the Austroads Network Program and what it is uh, looking forward. So over to you, Richard. 
Thank you, David. Uh, just to confirm, Elena, you can see my screen now. Yes, thanks, Richard. Thank you very much. Uh, so thanks, David. Obviously, um, all the information that David's just provided um, demonstrates the intent, our intent at OSROADS and in the in the program that I lead to build the, the OSROADS Guide to Traffic Management as an enduring product where research outputs get translated into practical guidance um, into the guide. Beyond the fourth edition of uh, the guide that has just been released um, with the changes presented by David, we are actively working on a number of projects looking to improve guidance in traffic management and traffic engineering. This slide uh, lists these current projects being undertaken with links to the Osroads website for project descriptions and with uh, webinars to come in the next few months to present on the improved guidance that these projects will, will deliver on. Overall, improved guidance is expected to flow from these projects, particularly into AGTM part two about traffic flow, uh, sorry, traffic theory concepts and part three transport study and analysis methods. A set of short and sharp webinars are being produced as part of project NTM 6205 and will accompany the guide to introduce its fundamental concepts and help practitioners in developing and maintaining their capability. Beyond improved guidance, we also endeavor to develop practical tools that assist practitioners in their assessment and planning roles, following the example of the on-road public transport priority tool that is currently being developed on the project NTM 6238. Other research projects are currently being undertaken in relation to modeling, network performance indicators, network operations plans, and movement in place frameworks, for example, as we look to continuously improve on the network operations planning framework that forms very much the backbone of the OSROADS Guide to Traffic Management. In terms of uh, future direction and as an engineering product, the guide will continue to evolve to capture latest best practice in road transport network operations and planning. Subject to our board's approval in July, uh, we will be kicking off a few, a few different projects in, in the next financial year, uh, including especially the intent to undertake a strategic review of the OSROADS Guide to Traffic Management for different reasons, um, to capture a better understanding of the customers, being the road users and beyond, to reinforce aspects relating to travel demand management, network operations planning, and real-time multimodal transport operations. We intend uh, to see that strategic review helping us develop a clearer structure to cover all disciplines uh, currently under the program and better align the guide ownership with the technical reference groups that, are, uh, that involve the different jurisdictions. We hope that the strategic review will also better connect the guide with its audience in the road transport agencies and the broader industry. And especially acknowledging that those roads, the OSROADS member agencies are evolving, if not have evolved, uh, to become transport agencies beyond road agencies as they were before. Beyond this strategic review, we will be, uh, again, subject to board approval, uh, undertaking a specific research project next financial year 
to review and extend the Oswald's 1994 vehicle classification scheme. As per the name of that project, uh, we can all agree that there is a need to update this classification scheme, which is over 25 years old, uh, in acknowledgement of the new type of vehicles that we found on our, on our roads, uh, both at the lower end of the spectrum um, with bikes, um, motorbikes, electric scooters and other micromobility solutions, as well as on the upper end of the scheme, heavy vehicle combinations that have evolved significantly in the last 25 years. We are currently undertaking a, a consultation to understand gaps that may exist in cycling planning guidance in the Oswald's Guide, consulting with industry and the different jurisdictions. And we will be taking this learning in the strategic review to develop better guidance on cycling planning guidance in the guide going forward. Beyond that, we're also constantly working with our technical reference groups and jurisdictional representatives to undertake a gap analysis against jurisdictional guidance to try and minimize that jurisdictional guidance, as I said before, bringing it into the Osroads Guide at a national level, reducing the workload in, to some extent for the individual jurisdictions and also working towards a better harmonization of practice across all Australian and New Zealand jurisdictions. On that, uh, we welcome any feedback on the guide, its current, its current content, as well as its future directions. And on that, we now welcome any questions that you may have. Over to you, Elena. Thanks a lot, Richard. Uh, that's great. And thank you, uh, David and Richard, for those presentations. We do have quite a lot of questions. Um, so we've got a few that are sort of general in nature. So I'll dive into those first. The first one is about um, the standard diagrams that are included in the Ostroads guides. And they're just wondering, um, is, are there any plans to review the standard diagrams so that they always show bicycle and pedestrian facilities? Richard, um, do you want to yep, deal with yep, that? Sure. Um, there is no such plan, uh, I, I mean, in terms of concrete plan to update um, specific diagrams. So, um, however, um, there is the research that has been done recently on pedestrian planning, which has reviewed um, the content of the guide from a pedestrian point of view. And we have just kicked off as of actually last week a consultation exercise, as I mentioned just before, on cycling planning to understand what gap may exist in the Oz Roads Guide to Traffic Management from a cycling uh, point of view, um, and trying to understand what exists at the jurisdictional level and what we can leverage off from, from individual jurisdictions to build into the Oz Roads Guide. So there will be some further discussion on cycling for sure. And I know it's a very hot topic at the moment in the COVID-19 context, especially. Uh, so we will be reviewing the Osroads guidance on cycling, but no clear direction as yet as to what the edits would be, if uh, that may help. So I invite uh, on that topic, any uh, interested party to get in contact with uh, their representative in the jurisdictions or ourselves uh, to highlight any specific needs. Happy to take that into consideration as we consult and scope future edits uh, from a cycling point of view. 
Great, thanks Richard. Um, so another general question is, why isn't the guide series called Guide to Transport Management? Why have you stuck with the traffic management um, for the overall set? Yep, yep, I think it's, uh, I'll start David, I don't know if you, you may add a few words after me, if you wish you may have some, some, some background on this. Um, the and Elena may be able to help as well. Um, <laughs> I believe the Osroads Guide to Traffic Management has first been released in 2007 and then has gone through four uh, re revision, this one being the fourth. Um, traffic management, when you look at uh, the, the guide and, and other Osroads document, traffic management um, covers a, a range of disciplines, um, and but I, but I do appreciate that the name of the guide can be misleading for some stakeholders. Traffic management can be more associated with traffic engineering or signs and lines uh, in terms of static signs and static lines on the roads and how the different vehicles manage, um, uh, work through the, the road environment, which is a big part of the guide to traffic management, but not the only, the only uh, discipline being tackled as we've seen through David's presentation. So I think it's a very good question. Uh, I think personally that the guide um, uh, to traffic management uh, is currently covering more and more other modes of transport, uh, acknowledging important aspects relating to pedestrian, cycling, the concept of place and livability, um, as well as other modes of transport but more needs to be done in that space. And that's why the next strategic review that I mentioned uh, will aim at uh, restructuring the guide, hopefully, and uh, making it more multimodal focused and, um, and may lead to a change of title in the end uh, towards more transport management or maybe uh, transport network operations as well, more in line with the name of the program that we're managing, which is currently network, but will be changing to transport network operations in the new year. David, do you want to add a bit of background on this? If you, if that was a, a point of discussion as part of the consultation you undertook in your in your project a few months back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll provide a bit of background. So, um, yeah, thanks, Richard. Um, yeah, in terms of that question, yeah, we did we did think about it. Uh, we also thought about actually renumbering um, the, the parts of, of the guide to traffic management because essentially, I guess, the guide to traffic management can kind of be split into, I guess, almost three groups. There's a, a strategic kind of level, which is GTM part four. Then there's kind of some theory, uh, background of theory, which kind of is, I guess, um, GTM one, two, three, um, 12 and 13 perhaps, or 13. Um, and then there's the operational uh, type of uh, guidance, which is essentially uh, the GTM's parts, um, yeah, primarily five, five to 10. Um, yeah, so we did we did think about it. We, we just, I guess we just thought it was maybe a step too far um, in, in that people are still familiar with those, the numbering and people will, will refer to uh, GTM part four or the guide to traffic management part four. And what we were kind of really focusing on was almost that that, um, that subtitle of, of that part. Um, it, so that's kind of where we where we stopped. We just thought, I guess, going that uh, next level where we, we actually changed uh, to calling it guide to, to transport management uh, may have 
uh, just been, a, I guess, a little bit, a, a step too far. Um, but maybe as, as, as Rich has kind of highlighted, maybe that might be something that, that Austroads may, may look into in, in the future. But in terms of these um, uh, changes that we made, yeah, we just thought that was maybe just a little bit of a, a, a too, too far of a leap. But there is right. that um, issue with um, people's, I guess, familiarity uh, with the guide. So it's, it's important to, to maintain, maintain that. I think that leads quite nicely onto the um, next question, which relates to the change in title for part eight. Um, so moving from local area traffic management to local street management, there's been a couple of comments saying um, there's, they have some concerns with that change because local area traffic management is such a well-known term. Um, what are your thoughts about, um, about that change? Yeah, so local local um, area traffic management is essentially, I guess, the treatments. Um, so what what uh, the local street management is trying to do is is talking about how to manage uh, local streets, which can include LATM uh, type treatments, um, such as you know, your roundabouts or speed humps, as, as shown in the in the old front cover. But but what we're trying to do is trying to say, well, if someone is looking for arterial uh, road um, management uh, they're probably looking at parts uh, five and five and six so five for the for the in between the intersections and then part six for the uh, for the intersections themselves but if, if someone's kind of looking for more that local street uh, management uh, yeah it, you, you kind of you'll be focused in um, onto onto part eight in which um, local area traffic management is part of of local street uh, management. And so LATM is still very much uh, a, a practice that, and a term for the practice that's going to be used in Australia. Yeah, so you, you should be able to, I guess, open up um, part eight. I haven't got it in, fr in front of me, um, but if you open up uh, part eight, there'll be um, sections in there discussing local area traffic management as a way of managing uh, local, as part of a local street um, traffic management. So what we try to do there is try to use a bit more of a broader term to say where where can a practitioner find guidance on how to manage local streets and so they go okay part eight and then within that uh, you're kind of looking at um, local area uh, traffic management schemes as, as part of that management uh, but then also there's um, you can you can manage local streets without necessarily going down uh, local area uh, traffic management. Great. Okay, and I think the next one relates to slide 28. So forgive me if I get the slide. Nope, that one. Okay, slide 30. Okay, so this is a question about um, traffic surveys and rates and whether there are any plans to update um, the material that's in part 12. Richard, do any of the projects that are coming up look at um, traffic surveys and rates? Um, there is a project that is um, being completing, completed now uh, on trip generation rates, uh, but that's been delivered as an internal research project to understand the issue and the gaps, uh, understand that on trip generation rates, there's been a reliance on uh, data that is that can be either quite old or that is managed by 
different groups or uh, maybe sometimes internationally uh, or from uh, previous RMS guidance in New South Wales. Uh, so we, we researched um, what, what that means. Um, however, I do not believe we are updating the, the part 12 as yet on this specific matter. I'm just checking that in the background, but I do not believe so. Okay, great. All right, now we've got a couple of questions that relate to slide 39 and specifically to TRA. Um, so the, this one is in relation to um, New Zealand. So um, apparently TRA hasn't been used in New Zealand for a number of years. And so the question is, why has this been added in? To the guide. Yeah, there's no um, with guidance. There's no obligation uh, necessarily uh, to follow it. Uh, I guess what we we put the I guess reference in into tra into uh, GTM Part Three as to um, as a way of highlighting that it is a um, a, a program uh, that can be used uh, for the purposes of helping um, assess uh, passing lanes. And I had so a people up to the practitioner uh, to then uh, determine whether they uh, use that. Um, yeah. Because yeah, essentially and... part three is um, an overview of, of traffic study and analysis methods, of which I guess TRA is is one such method. Right. And is there details in the guide about how to get a copy of the TRA software? Um, don't. I think so. I'd have to have a, have a, have a look. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get back to you on that question. Anything that we don't get to today, we'll certainly get back to you in writing. Um, so a question, I think... Oh, so another another um, question in relation to TRA. Um, was, were any other software packages reviewed that play the same role as TRA? And were they considered? Uh, no, no. So essentially, uh, you'd have to go back to that, I guess, that original um, document, so passing lanes, uh, safety and performance, in which the, the reference uh, to TRA or the recommendation to reference TRA in GTM Part 3 was, was was made. So we, as part of our project, we, we didn't look into it. All we did was um, look at, I guess, some of the, the projects. Um, or those previous other five projects that were done as OSROADs and to look at what changes need to be made to the GTM as a result of those. Um, and then in addition to those changes that we made, uh, there was also just passing lanes and, and safety performance uh, project, which which then um, recommended a, a change to the guide to traffic management. So we, we essentially, I guess, adopted um, what that recommended change uh, was. Great. Okay, thanks. So we've got a, a more general question which relates to um, the updates and the changes to the GTM generally. Um, Richard, I think this is a question for you. Um, what uh, implications does the, do the changes in the AGTM have to the Austroads Guide to Road Design and then the jurisdictional supplements to the Austroads Guides? Yes, good question. Um, obviously, the as practitioners would know, the, there is uh, uh, quite a challenge in uh, aligning the guides, uh, especially the guide to traffic management with the guide to road design. And uh, uh, 
there isn't necessarily a clear cut of where one starts and the other finishes, especially with regards to, especially if we consider a number of traffic management and traffic engineering, as well as road design capabilities as, as a, as, as capabilities, road design, traffic management are capabilities. They're not necessarily project stages or project phases in, in, in the project life cycle. So therefore it creates uh, an interesting challenge in aligning all of them. Um, we work quite closely. So the, the guide to road design is under the management of the safety program uh, and my counterpart, David Boberman, for, for those who know him. Um, we try and work uh, as closely as we can so that uh, one edit or one or research projects on in one program reviews the two guides uh, and, and tries and align going forward their content. There is, however, uh, remaining challenges in that space. Uh, and we are just continuing to collaborate closely between the two programs. I know that the road design guide is planning on a number of updates next financial year, again, probably subject to board approval and, and, and funding for our next financial year's projects. And uh, the way we uh, cater for that is making sure that the research and, and guidance update in one program involves the review of task forces and technical reference groups on the other side, on the other program, so that we make sure that the content we are, one, providing uh, consistent guidance, uh, and we are also constructively influencing each other. Um, so I think next year there will be further discussion on, on how we continue to align both guides. And the technical supplements that are held by the jurisdictions? Yes. Um, so obviously all jurisdictions are entitled to have their own guidance. Um, where they usually refer to the other guidance uh, for traffic management or road design. Um, different jurisdictions, different approaches in terms of whether the other guidance takes pre uh, precedence on the jurisdictional guidance or not. So it really depends. Um, we do not uh, manage the uh, jurisdictional guidance but we liaise with our, uh, the representatives from all the different jurisdictions to understand what guidance they have, what they're planning on developing, and to try and consider whether there is better value in developing that improved guidance at a national level in the Osroads guys rather than developing that at the jurisdictional level. Uh, so that's also another constant uh, discussion. Jurisdictions will uh, sometimes feel the need to develop their own guidance because they have specific needs, or because they want to act uh, faster or, or outside of um, review and approval processes that are at a national level. Um, we respect that and there is often good value to do so, but we encourage constantly our jurisdictions, our member agencies to first consider de developing guidance in the OSROS guys rather than uh, at their jurisdictional level. Um, it depends on the individual topics. Great. Thanks, Richard. And look, I've got another question, which I think um, is for you. And it's that, um, are there any reviews planned that are going to look at streamlining the content in the guides? So um, this is from a practitioner who's finding it difficult um, to, to manage the um, repetition of, comment, of, of content. And so one of them is around um, variable messaging signs. 
which she said is um, she's got similar content in Guide to Traffic Management Part 9 and 10 and the Guide to Smart Motorways. And it's difficult to um, then build sort of local responses because it's yep. sitting in different parts. So um, over to you. Thank you, Helena, and, and very good question. And, and uh, in some ways, answered through my, my plan to undertake a strategic review of the guide. I could not agree more with the question or the comment that has been made. I think uh, the guide to traffic management, and as explained by David, it's, it has a long history. It creates and delivers a lot of value for a lot of users. We acknowledge that. We cannot break it apart without proper consultation. Uh, which is what we are envisaging in that strategic review. So I know it's it sounds like uh, um, a, a process that will take time before having practical outcomes, and and, and it's correct. Uh, but I'm hoping that the strategic review will set the line of uh, help us better understand what is really used, uh, really flag with our stakeholders in both industry and road transport agencies the content that is secondary and therefore can be maybe pushed aside a bit more. Uh, I do believe personally, uh, and, and the consultation will help us clarify the, the objectives, but I do believe that that the guy needs a serious refresher uh, in terms of its purpose, in its objectives, its structure, as well as its content. And we need to do that practically, and uh, but also in consultation to make sure that content doesn't disappear just for the sake of, uh, of efficiency. Uh, so we need to find that right balance. I, I, I acknowledge and appreciate that others before me have attempted um, this sort of review and have uh, reached different outcomes. My intent is to personally obviously manage uh, this strategic review very closely and, and really take a, a, a higher level consideration a top-down approach, uh, definitely looking at strategic uh, review, uh, sorry, uh, network management strategies from the point of view of movement and place, network operations planning, which in my view should be the very top, the very key uh, intro, uh, entry point of the guide before going into practical solutions on traffic management, traffic engineering, intelligent transport systems, um, technology, data, and operations processes uh, undertaken by road transport agencies to manage their network in real time um, with more and more predictive and prescriptive analytics and automation down the track. So I think we need to future-proof the OZ Roads Guide, uh, acknowledging that our member agencies are not road agencies anymore. They are transport agencies that are concerned by the movement of people and goods and not the movement of individual vehicles or individual modes of transport. And when I say future-proof, we need to acknowledge more strongly the concept of customer, the concept of different modes of transport, and we have new mobility solutions coming our way uh, and that we need to cater for through the guide. So, uh, point taken, and I hope that the strategic review will serve as a strong and robust consultation exercise that will allow us to check the tree a bit more while still respecting the knowledge and the history of the guide to cater for the practitioners that are currently using it. 
Terrific. So I think, look, that's a great question, I think, to, to wrap up today's session on. Um, thank you, everybody who sent us questions. As I said before, um, we have got many, many more questions that we didn't answer today, but we will respond to them um, through a Q&A um, written response, and we'll send that to all of the people uh, who participated today. So just before we um, sign off, I did just want to draw your attention to the upcoming uh, webinars, but uh, particularly those two that David mentioned, the um, pedestrian planning concepts, uh, which is coming up on the 27th of May, and then the measuring pedestrian survey and audit methods coming up on the 3rd of June. They're going to be very practical sessions based on the new guidance um, in the Guide to Traffic Management. We've already got nearly 900 people signed up for the planning concepts uh, session and about 700 for the survey and audits. Uh, so these are sessions that are um, you know, drawing a lot of interest and we're really excited to be delivering those. Uh, you can sign up for those on our website under the webinar and events um, area. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Richard and David. A great presentation today. Thank you, everybody, for your terrific questions. It was a really great interactive session. We're really appreciative of those. Just before we sign off, um, a survey will pop up um, asking you for some feedback. If you've got a few minutes, it's really helpful for us to hear um, what worked and what didn't work for you um, in the session. And we definitely read everything that you send us. Um, and we have also been using your feedback to shape our future um, sessions of webinars. So um, that'll come up soon and I'll close off and say thank you everybody again. And I hope you stay well and safe and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Anina. Thank Thanks, you. Richard. Thank Thanks, David. Thanks. Bye. Bye.